Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 274 for April 1st, 2021. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. <laughs> Nick here. <laughs> Holy shit. What is going on? <laughs> this, this, this is the strangest thing because, like, the audio quality coming out of my car right now is so bad that it sounds like I'm listening into a live radio show that I called into. Well, you are. You, you are. That, that's technically what you're doing. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. It, it just it feels like a radio show from the 90s. It yeah. feels like a really bad radio show from the 90s. First time, long time. This is Nick from, this is Nick from Cincinnati. <laughs> First time, long time. Take my answer off air. <laughs> what do you think the Mets are going to do this year? Oh, uh, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Well, welcome to the show with uh, Nick on the road. On the road again? This is not an April Fool's joke. This is not Nick's new permanent microphone. Oh, yeah. Happy April Fool's Day. (laughs) (laughs) My mom tried to get me by telling me that my sister, who's over the age of 50, is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, she's not. (laughs) Well, check the test again. (laughs) That was your answer. I'm like, no, you can't. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to get one over on me. (laughs) My my family tried getting me with McDonald's burned down. (laughs) That's a good one. Which fair, but I don't live in Nebraska where there's only one McDonald's. So like you would have to be a little more specific about that one. It was a widespread uh, McDonald's fire. You'll never believe it. Every McDonald's in the tri-state area spontaneously combusted. <laughs> there was a terrorist What's attack, the and their their target was McDonald's. <laughs> Every McDonald's. ISIS decided to target the the hamburger chain. Yep. Would take them oh down. Take them down at the heart. Take them out. Take out their McDonald's. <laughs> That's how you kill morale, really. Yeah. That's how you defeat the Americans. Yeah. Is you take first, you take their McDonald's, then you take their hope. Yep. Um, Nick, how are you doing? How was your your drive through the the mountains of Pennsylvania? Oh, it's been great. I'm ten hours in. Uh, been having a blast. God, you left early. I love. Yeah, I woke up at five. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You love to drive. Oh, it's been great. In the last 12 months, I you've, love, put on, you've put on I a love lot of miles. Rides, dude. You've put on a lot of miles in the last 12 months. I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Honda's going to be pissed when I try to return this lease. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we uh, well, I did that drive to Nick like two years ago when I came and visited him for the first time. Oh, and that's sure. when I got pulled over notoriously. By the crooked cops. That was on the way to see Nick? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. I got pulled over twice. I got pulled over in New York, in Deer Park, New York. Nick, I would avoid that place like the plague. <laughs> if you got to pee, hold it in. Get through Deer Park. 
And uh, <laughs> that's when I got the the infamous traffic ticket in which I I, I cursed at a judge over. Wow. And uh, then I got pulled over by another crooked cop who was racially profiling a friend of mine who happens to be very white, but has a, a beard the size of an Arab. <laughs> oh. So we, we believe that we were racially profiled by him and asked to step out of the car. I was actually asked to step out of the vehicle to talk to the guy. Wow. As he like peeked through the windows looking for whatever we were bringing over the border. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was the same trip to see Nick. So I did that drive, and then I did the one from Cincinnati to Nebraska, which is like basically the same length. It's very weird. Cincinnati's uh, like literally right smack in the middle of the two of us. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, uh, it's weird. The amount of uh, 12 hour trips I've done, I went 12 hours from Connecticut to um, New Brunswick, Canada. they like 14 hours south to North Carolina. And another twelve west. west to Cincinnati, then another twelve west to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, and and then we went another what five west to to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it felt like yeah. longer. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, like we should have maybe consulted like a travel agent just to like tell her the plan of we're gonna leave North Dakota, we're gonna swing by Nebraska to pick up another car for five hours, and then we're gonna go another twelve. <laughs> Took us twenty hours total that trip. What the hell? It did. Okay. That was crazy. You know, we would have run out of stuff to do here though, in my hometown that week. Yeah, we could have played some more golf. We, yeah, we probably could have went up and played another round of golf, but we would have run out of stuff to do. So I'm glad we got up to, to and we got to gamble. Yes, that was That's the biggie. We got to gamble. Yeah, that, of course, Deadwood, the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so no, no cops have been I, harassing you, Nick, on your drive. Oh no, no, it's been great. Like they're gonna pull I over a, a few Honda. other people. My, my favorite was, was there was a cop on the side of the road doing the speed trap thing, and he pulled out and started driving away right before me. Like, the car in front of me was the last car that he was watching. Wow. He let me go. It was great. He let you go. The whole ride has been like that. The whole that's ride has been like that, dude. I've been avoiding all the cops. It's been great. That's some white privilege right there. That is white privilege. That's some white privilege as opposed to what I've been through. Okay, guys. All right. <laughs> uh, that's, I cannot believe you got up at five there. You're going to be exhausted. No, I'm fine. Do you ever get cranky when you're great. tired? Do you ever get cranky when you're tired? I believe the question was directed at Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I understand that just, it is a hour and a half long I'm delay after every question. Listen, I'm stunned. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned. You guys should know that I'm. I that's that's my secret, Captain. I'm always cranky. Oh, like, I don't I fucking see. sleep. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you remember yeah, last the incredible week's Oh my god, last week's episode. You guys, I had to go back and listen to the end of that show because it was so fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> I I died at the end of that. That was fucking hilarious. The police were called for the murder that was committed oh, against Nick during god. that podcast. 
I I have never been so furious at the end of an episode. Like I had to take a real solid forty five minutes to cool down. Not gonna lie. I was Clean up on aisle five. Clean up on aisle five. Like I know it. I know it. I know it sounded like it was a bit, but I'm actually not gonna lie. I was actually pretty mad. Like. <laughs> I had to find my fucking inner zen. I had to like fucking meditate. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a whole thing. That was a stinker you dropped on us though, Nick. <laughs> and we just like the uh, worst improv troupe imaginable. Just uh, enough of the yes and. We were just just put that thing in the ground. I was thinking that's what I was thinking afterwards. I'm like, bit. what is this fucking shit here? Where's the improv? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> We just buried that fucking Shut bit six down. feet underground. Oh, God, I loved it. I loved it. It was the best. <laughs> oh man, and and uh, yeah, soon Nick will be in a in a room with me again. Yes, so he, can, he can slap me across the face. Are you it. guys gonna get to podcast together? Or are we gonna Are we gonna figure out something for the three of us? What What's the plan? Or how long is even Nick gonna be around? Maybe there's no time. Honestly, if we want to do another show so we can really knock out this bracket, that wouldn't be. You might get a two for this week. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I would love that. Nick and I are planning on getting together to do the other show, but but to drink during it. We oh, like the old fine. days. That's so <laughs> I so we might maybe we maybe we'll have room then. It'll be like kind of later though. That's fine. You just keep me posted. Yeah. I'd love to we figure to. something out. Yeah, we need to try it. Um yeah. Seg- yeah. Segment number one. Segment number one. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with this Suez Canal? <laughs> that was what the-, the hell? It's open. It's open for business. It is just crazy to me that we live in a world where like that's possible. Do you what, know what I mean? What that the, the the ship made a dick pic and then blocked the Suez Canal. <laughs> That a ship can actually turn over and like destroy the world's economy for three days. Well, it didn't really like, turn over. Crazy. It, it just, did. It, it flipped. It didn't flip. I thought it did. No, it just got in there cockeyed. It just got jammed. It just got jammed. That's even crazier. Yeah, then. it did not turn over. It's just crazy to me that the canal is actually that small it and that the so ship is small. that big. It is like, so it's crazy. Small. I had, like, why did we not think this through before? Like, this might happen. I had no idea that it was oh. that narrow. <laughs> what did you want them to do? Dig a bigger canal? Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> they are, I heard, actually doing that, though. They're building a second Suez Canal, like, right next to the old one. And by I heard it, I mean my grandfather told me. So it might not be true, but that's I okay. something I heard. Might be true. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. He's like, yeah, they're just digging a new canal. And it's crazy to me that if you right. can't get through the canal, then all you right, have to grandpa. go all the way around Africa. <laughs> right. And it's three times the distance. It's like 7,000 kilometers through the canal and 21,000 around the continent. I would say it's even shorter than than 7,000 kilometers through the canal. Again, I heard this from my grandfather. Yeah, it's, so I shorter could be than, very rough. it's shorter than that. I got a whole lesson on the geography of the Suez Canal. from My, my grandfather comes in. He's like, did you see what's happening with the Suez Canal? And uh, The Suez Canal is 120 miles long. That's all it is. No oh, way. Right. No way, uh-huh. dude. 
The Evergreen became lodged in the Suez Canal, the 120-mile-long man-made waterway that runs through Egypt and connects the Red Sea with the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, they okay. They, the they counted the Med- using boats. Like, whose fucking idea is that? <laughs> they counted the what Mediterranean the Sea as part of the distance. That's why. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So it's 120 miles. Uh, yeah, it, it's like I kind of I don't know when that story hit. I know like it was like a big headache for everybody, but like the fact that that's a thing that could still happen, kind of like like gave me some sort of relief somehow why explain you, that psychological principle to me why why is it so weird to you that it can happen it's just because i feel like human innovation would have thought of it by now but the fact that they didn't kind of like it, it puts me at ease because i know like you know the the sci-fi dystopia is not too close do you know what i mean yeah, like if I we can't like, build that fucking exactly canal big opposite, enough for a ship okay i okay. feel like Human society is hanging on by a goddamn thread at all times, and like the 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 stability that we have is so fragile, and that gives me permanent anxiety. So huh. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Yeah, <laughs> like remember when they lost that plane like a bunch of years ago, the Malaysian plane MH three seventy. Yeah, remember when they lost it, and it's just like we have no idea where that thing is, and we're probably never gonna find it. <laughs> Like that to me for some reason, and I understand tragic story, people died, all that shit, but like it kind of gave me like a sense of relief because the world is really big enough where you can just lose something that big. Jesus, that was 2014. Yeah. Just looking that up. March 8th, 2014. I was like, oh, cool. We can lose a fucking plane. Like, you know, there actually is room on earth. The earth is big. I don't think people realize how fucking big the world is. You don't realize until you drive through Iowa. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It really, it really doesn't hit you. You guys should know more than anything. You drove through Iowa and most of South Dakota. And Nick just drove through Pennsylvania, which is not yeah. that much different. Yeah. No. Not that much different. Yeah. Is it weird that, I, that I'm relieved by this? I don't know. It is I, like, weird. I, I, I don't know if I'm quite articulating exactly what my point is. But I kind of like the idea that humans can fuck up still. Well, why is that a shock? I mean, look at our lives. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, okay, if we... Good point. But if, like, if we can get a ship wedged in the Suez Canal and, like, we have to rely on the tides of the moon to fix it, like, when are we going to come up with artificial intelligence? Like, we're probably a long way away. Oh. I get, you know what I'm I get, saying? You're saying that Termin- Terminator Judgment Day is getting pushed back even further every time we get a ship wedged to the Suez Canal. I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does that not I make sense? But uh, it's it's ridiculous. You're a ridiculous person. <laughs> I mean, and this is a ridiculous sentence, but <laughs> but I get it. We put somebody on the moon in 1969. I mean, that's. Yeah, I know we did. We also blew up a fucking ship getting ready for that launch. So, well, okay, you know, yeah. Mistakes I just like happen. the fact that we're imperfect. I, I don't know. I like mistakes. Obviously, I don't like when people die. And I don't like that we lost a plane. But I kind of dig the fact that if we can lose a plane, then maybe not all of us are being biochipped and tracked 24 hours a day. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, we're being tracked with our cell phones and with our COVID vaccine. Well, you got to... You- 
you also have to remember, we lost the plane, like, as far as the public knew, but I'm sure, like, the deep <laughs> state knew exactly where that plane was. It's on the Epstein Island. The whole story, think again. Right. I've been governor, a Navy SEAL, a fighter, secrets, cover-ups, corruption. <laughs> Secrets, cover-ups, corruption. Don't is my get me fight. started on the whole the whole Malaysia flight. Oh, 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 oh you think that's the whole yeah, story? You you buy that story? Oh yeah, right. You buy the government story? What's wrong with you? You're just a sheep. The government loves you because you're such a sheep. <laughs> I dig it. Let's, the point being, let's lose more airplanes. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I am. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the takeaway from the Suez Canal story. No. No. <laughs> no, I like that we're getting ships wedged and that we can't fix it. We have to rely on the moon. It's like we have to rely on an act of God to get that thing unwedged. The takeaway should be use a smaller boat. Use a smaller boat. No, Bro, the canal. super moon. The <laughs> super moon. You're like, like free to fucking boat. Your boat shouldn't be longer than the river is wide. <laughs> like, that's just the basic rule of boats. <laughs> well, I really feel like that the captain was kind of a fuck up in this one because he's the one that drew the penis picture in the ocean before he entered the canal. And, right. And then got stuck in the canal. I don't know what you're talking about. So he, his ship, he took his ship on a route that drew a cock and balls. Are you serious? What? He drew a, he drew a cock and balls before he entered the canal. And this is the greatest story. Then gets the fucking ship stuck. This is just a a fucking frat boy. Yeah. Somehow got in command of a ship. Like, (laughs) <laughs> a cargo ship drew a giant dick pic in the ocean, then got stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh my god! He actually drew a yes, but he made like a weird maneuver in the middle of open water. That's like that's what's funny about it. He didn't take any sort of like natural path. No, no, he he legitimately took. The time to draw a dick pic. I love this. This is what the story. This is on the um, the YouTube page of Vessel Finder. It's like an oceanography yep. uh, YouTube channel, and it's titled "Controversial Track of the Container <laughs> yeah. Ship That Blocked the Suez Canal." They're calling it controversial. They're going to cancel the path. <laughs> <laughs> so they, all these ships, just like airplanes, have uh, you know tracking beacons on them and. Websites track these uh, these flights or these you know routes and yeah he drew a dick pic beforehand. Big old cock and balls. <laughs> I don't know how you guys are not encouraged by it. this story. I'm very encouraged that human beings are that fucking stupid. It gives me hope. Well, it shouldn't give you hope. It should piss you off because this is so avoidable. People are going to be without toilet paper again in 2021. Oh, that's a good point. We're we're got a toilet paper Again, shortage. Why are we using boats? Why are we using fucking boats? Because they can fit shit on them, Nick. They're big. Yeah, That's they're the whole big point. and they're cheap. Uh, I know they're too big, but they're no, you know. Stupid. That's how I got my video card. Give from me Japan. my fucking. Give me my drone. Give me my Jeff Bezos one day delivery drone. 
Jones drones across the Indian Ocean? That's your plan? Yeah. Just load up the, the, the drones that we have over the Middle East, ready to bomb civilians, and we're just gonna replace those with fucking <laughs> with with, uh, I mean, with two birds with toilet toilet stone, you know what I mean? I mean Wow You know Just don't mix up the drone strike and the toilet paper drop off and we're all right, you know? <laughs> That'd be tough. <laughs> Uh, we're dropping non-perishables over Africa. Yeah. The U.S. government has TP'd Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've launched a nuke at a small Pennsylvania As town. Luxembourg, <laughs> as Luxembourg burns. <laughs> I don't know if I like that line. <laughs> Something that guy would do, let me tell you. That is oh, definitely Trump-like thinking uh, right there. Oh man! I'd take Trump like thinking back any day instead of these fucking tax hikes that we're gonna have to survive through. Thanks a lot. I got my Here check go. at least. I got my check. Oh, the good. stimmy hit. The good. stimmy hit. Well, you better put that away in savings because the tax hikes are coming, bud. They owe me another six hundred, but I'm, you know, I got my fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, to make it two thousand dollars. Yes, and I spent it on some shit I don't need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all did. I'm remodeling my bathroom, so <laughs> that stimulus check went into a new bathtub. I'm buying another ring light. That's my. That's a fourteen hundred dollar ring light. Jesus, no, you, not a fourteen hundred. You, you need to shop around, bud. I think I overpaid. I think yeah. that ring light was in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh congratulations to the winner of our march madness bracket drum roll please it's me i won i won the bracket i'm the winner na 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 it isn't even over yet that's correct but i am so far out of reach because my bracket was so accurate oh please so accurate that I crushed the competition by the final four. So congrats wow. to me. No matter what happens, UCLA can win this whole thing. Don't matter. Does not matter. Good for you. I have forgotten that basketball is even on, and I'm usually a big March Madness person. I just couldn't give a fuck this year. Mm. See, you may think you're a winner, but again, you missed your opportunity to put money on this. I was willing to throw money down. But I got the better prize, which is I get to choose the winner of our game show bracket, which I consider to be more valuable than money. <laughs> Power is more valuable we, no, than we money. No, we never right? decided that. We never decided no, that. We, we sure, did. We didn't. No. We definitely did last week. No. Don't you guys change the narrative no, on me. Not. No, we didn't decide on We decided this. not true. Don't start with the April Fool's jokes now. I'm not, I will not have it. 100% not true. Nico. Nico, we the 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 bracket had already started by last week's show, and we said it's too bad you guys didn't take up the bet. No, exactly. we're not. You don't. No, 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 no. If you agreed to the bet before the game started, yeah, sure, but you didn't. Listeners, please check the record on this. I want to go back. I I have the receipts, man. No, 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 no. It's recorded. It's recorded. No, I will no, find no, the no, clip. No. I will find it. You're going Someone to be very disappointed it. when you listen, yeah, you my friend. <laughs> Yes, you are. Yeah, because so, like Nick said, the, like, how are we agreeing on a bet after fucking the, the bracket has been started scoring already? You were ahead last week. 
And so, so now Rob you're going to. I both had. Rob and I were both seriously down with some of our major picks getting eliminated in the first round. Yeah. Starting last week. So. Listeners, check the receipts on this. That's all I'm saying. Nick, you check really need to, you need to see Nick's fa- Nico's face on this. He's <laughs> so disappointed. I'm livid. I'm fucking He's livid. So disappointed. You tell me I don't get anything from this? No. Why should you? No, that's why I told you you fucked up for not agreeing to the bet early. That's why I told you that. Such a shame, really. I fucking watched all these games, dude. I watched all these goddamn games them? for no good reason. You wasted your time watching them? Why did I watch these? I was so invested. Oh, uh, you're a fool. You're a fool. Oh, you are a fool. <laughs> Goodness gracious. God, Michigan lost. I'm that pumping my fist the other day. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I get to push family feud until the end. Nope. No, I guess not. <laughs> Fine. Sorry, bud. Fuck it. I hope you crash, Nick. I hope you, crash that fucking car. I hope you fall off the Appalachian Trail. Here's live audio from Nick right now. <laughs> hope a cop pulls you over and gives you a two hundred dollar traffic ticket. Uh, hope you have to curse out. You know, I did just hit a. I, I did just hit a lot of traffic, actually. So. <laughs> well, you get what you deserve. Shame. Yeah, you, you know. Did you drive through New York City proper? Is that... Uh... Oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Oh, my God. But I will tell you, in about three, two, one, I just drove over the iHeart New York sign. Oh, Ooh. I know where that is. Yeah. Is that, that's uh, off uh, 84. It's like it's the 84... Uh, 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 route 10 like branch off thing right yeah I'm crossing the Connecticut border in like a minute oh yeah you're almost home god damn it home stretch Jesus wow. you're almost home. home stretch fuck he's gonna show up at my house at the end of this podcast it's gonna be so <laughs> I hope he doesn't kick your ass <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we get to the bracket driveway. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the bracket? Yeah, what let's get through the bracket. About? Let's uh, let's keep this show a little short because the like the the background noise from from Nick is annoying, and I can see people going fuck this show. <laughs> That's fair. I do really quick though. I did just hear about a show recently called, and you've probably both heard about this already. Uh, Cherries Wild. No, uh, it's a yeah, it's a, a game show on the Fox Network, uh, sponsored by Pepsi, I believe, right? Oh, really? It's sponsored by Pepsi Wild Cherry, specifically. Oh, is that right? <laughs> and it's like and it's... every two minutes, they're like, thanks to Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi uh, Wild Cherry. Drink Pepsi Wild Cherry. Gross. Uh, but I, think, show... I think it's a take on Joker's Wild. I think it's like Joker's be. Wild, but Cherry's Wild. There's another giant slot machine, and it's hosted by the great Jason Biggs. What is he doing hosting game shows? Uh, He's not starring in American Pie sequels, I guess. That's all. He's not that charismatic to be a game show host. Because didn't he host another one? He put out a few pounds. He put out a few pounds from all the Pepsi. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. (laughs) I think you're Uh, thinking of Dak Shepard hosting the other one. Oh, could be. Could be. 
uh, Jason Biggs. Uh, last thing he did, I think, was Orange is the New Black. Was Piper's uh, bow in Orange is the New Black? Um, he was in The Masked Singer. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what I hate about that <laughs> show? <laughs> I've never seen an episode of that show, but like, I'll hear about the celebrities that are on it. And it's like Ninja, the video game streamer, was on The Masked Singer. Yeah. Singer. Kermit like, the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> nobody on that fucking panel knows who these people are. No. And they have to pretend like they're surprised. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's like uh, the fucking second cousin on Full House. So did you know that they do not... They film the audience reactions at a later date? Does not surprise me. Yeah. The audience is not in the same building at the time of the reveal. <laughs> That's like what they do now. Yeah. That's the new thing with game shows. They had to do it because of the pandemic, but I think they like that model better. They were doing that before the pandemic. The Mass Singer oh, was yeah. doing that before the pandemic. Oh, that was a choice. That was, a, that was a choice before COVID hit, yes. Well, that's what, what they used to do. Fucking... <laughs> Remember those David Blaine magic specials? Yes. They would do the same thing. Yep. What they would do is like... a a card trick in front of a group of people. And like the card trick was kind of cool, but they would film the reactions of those people while seeing the kind of cool trick. Yep. And then they would do the really cool trick, but with camera trickery. Yeah. And they would splice the two together to yep. make it look like they were reacting to a trick that you can't do in front of someone physically. Exactly. Right. Yep. David Blaine. Magic extraordinaire. Literally the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking magician. But I watched all of his specials. He's the droopy eyed one, right? The talks kind of like this. Uh, yeah, like he's like the he's like the emo, like I'm punk rock too, too magician. Cool rock. Is he the one that flew floated Shaq over his house? Shaq balloon. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. Fuck you, David Blaine. Uh, <laughs> Not to be confused with Chris Angel, who's like the emo goth fucking yeah. magician who like wears like jewelry and oh has pierced earrings and he thinks like he's like Zach, fucking Zach and David I Bowie. loved fucking Chris Angel. Oh my God. No, you didn't. When we were in middle school, Zach would come over my house with Chris Angel DVDs <laughs> and we would watch Chris Angel. <laughs> you should have saved this for what I lie to you. This would have been a great what I lie to you. I would have never believed it in a million years. That is fucking Dude. hilarious. So you'd sit there and just and, and you just watch day, uh, Chris Angel do magic on DVD. Yeah. Did you ever watch the same ones more than once? Probably. Oh my god, you're such a loser. I never I, <laughs> I we can end this call now because we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> I was in middle school. <laughs> I don't care. That is awful. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Rob, what am I holding in Rob, my Rob, if you knew me oh in middle school, god. you don't you don't even want to know middle school Nick, all right? Let's just be clear. Rob, what am I holding in my hand? You are holding the complete seasons of Mind Chris Angel Mind Freak <laughs> and DVDs in your hand. What the fuck is wrong with you two? <laughs> season one we were and season two. When he was popular, you were you were an adult. You're oh older than us. God. <laughs> Here's a picture on the back of Chris Angel and Ice Cube. 
<laughs> and Chris Angel standing there as if he's as cool as Ice Cube. He is. Uh, let's be honest. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're elevating Ice Cube very high. <laughs> and uh, there's season one. If you don't think that Chris Angel and Ice Cube are on the same level, <laughs> celebrity level, they are. <laughs> Rob, your Nebraska's showing. Yeah, your Nebraska is definitely showing. It's a big one too. <laughs> look at fuck. Look at three DVDs. My look at this. Oh my god! In the box set. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There was a, a period. It was probably a year and a half to two years at the most when I was convinced that I was going to be a magician when I grew up. Wow. And there was no doubt in my mind. There was none. Zero. It. It was probably. Around the same time that Nick is saying, maybe sixth grade to seventh grade. And for sure, for sure, that was going to be my career. And there was no other way about That's it. It's incredible. I recently, I did Besides I, the fact that you couldn't do a single trick, right? <laughs> That's true. But I did watch every magic thing I could get my hands on. I watched every single one of those specials, the breaking the magician's code specials. I watched oh those God. things explaining the tricks and I bought so many fucking magic kits. I have a giant box in my bedroom that's just filled with different magic kits and like disparate parts that don't like fit together. Lance Burton and and uh, <laughs> I got a Lance Burton set. Yep. I have uh, I have a Chris Angel set. Uh, I have a Mac King set. He's like a Vegas magician too that like yep. came up with like this kid set. Uh, I have a Penn and Teller set. Was it Lance Burton that was doing the the mask? Like I'm wearing the mask and revealing the the tricks. No, that, no, that was a guy named Val Valentino. Okay, but uh, yes, I recently did. I talk about this last week. Watched the worst magician's performance. Oh no, you didn't tell the story. <laughs> we had a magician in town that came to our town to perform. And it was literally the most awkward, terrible magic show I've ever seen. <laughs> like this poor kid. I mean, he was probably like 25 years old, like yeah. just just out of college. You knew he was like a theater kid and loved to perform. You know, he, right. was, he was that type. He was me. He was Nico. Right. And oh, my God. So he's <laughs> he's standing up there doing his tricks and he doesn't. Like he's doing the trick where he's pulling all of the fucking cotton out of his mouth, you know, and sure. he's got something behind him and he doesn't realize that it's hooked on him. So when he moves around, it hooks onto his like uh, his uh, platform that he has set up and knocks over all of his tricks. Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> It was so bad. So here's all of his tricks oh. just laying out on the floor just for the world to see. So he has to pick up his Rubik's Cube that you know what he's going to do with. He's just going to flip it up in the air and it's going to solve itself. Right, 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 right. I mean, he's just got a mess up there. Wow. And and so he's going along and he's doing his magic show and he has to stop at points and he goes, um, let's see, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> he he had zero confidence and it was just it was just like his grand finale was doing the the little snow like cutting up the paper and then making a lot of a lot of paper yeah, yeah anyway yeah. 
uh, he did that and it didn't make a lot. It didn't make very much paper like that. Mm. He w- but you could see that he was holding a canister of some sort. Sure. And then, then he had to put his foot behind the curtain and turn on a machine. It was so bad. Everyone. It was so awkward. And I think I was the only one laughing. And he looked up at me at one point and knew I was laughing. And I hope he didn't think I was laughing at him because I wasn't. I was laughing at how awkward everything turned out. Well, you were laughing at him. Okay, you're right. I was laughing at him. You definitely were. It was just, there was really no applause breaks. Wow. It was so bad. That's like bad sitcom shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I hope the poor guy either overcomes it and becomes the world's greatest magician or like finds a new hobby. I you hope know? so. I, hope I wish so. Was he, like, he he wasn't a professional or anything, was he? Well yeah, I mean they hired him to come. He got paid for this? Oh, he got paid, paid him? Yes. It was a paid oh, gig. Because no. I went on his website to look and he's got like the this professional website and you know how much he charges and how to book him and yeah it was a paid professional that came wow it was it was not good the only only magic i like really is the sort of casual like one trick that you can do like in a bar right something like very casual unexpected close up charming yeah you know There used to be a restaurant. One trick, like that's what I like. But the whole magic show thing is so fucking bad. This guy had that was what this guy was doing. He was doing a collection of one-off magic tricks that you should just do once, right? One one trick and done, and he put it together into a show. Yeah. Oh god, was he wearing the hat? Oh yeah. The hat, the vest, oh the red oh shirt, no. the black vest, the hat. Oh, oh no. God, I feel so bad because I would have been him 10 years ago. That was me. It's too real. It was the greatest night of my life. It was literally the best thing I've ever seen. There used I, to be a restaurant in my town that had like a close-up magician. But like Nick said, like he would just come to your table and just yeah. do a trick and then leave. Yeah. The worst is when you're standing there and you're bombing. Yeah. There's nothing worse to be bombing with than magic. Oh, do you know and what not I mean? A, not only that, so he's got music going in the background to kind of fill in the dead air. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and his music playlist fucks up and it starts playing like, literally, I Will Remember You came up. <laughs> And he had no idea. He's like, oh, my God, I think my iTunes just got hacked. It, it was just his personal it playlist. It was just his personal playlist. <laughs> it was, oh, no. It was not good. <laughs> and he listens to Sarah McLaughlin just casually. <laughs> he literally made the I think, comment. I think you misunderstood me earlier. I, like, I, I like when the person who does a trick doesn't tell you they're a magician. You're not expecting a trick at all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He, That's when it's good. He, this is just embarrassing. He literally announced, he's like, oh my God, I just thought for a minute my iTunes got hacked. I thought maybe somebody was messing with my playlists. No, this dude definitely yeah. like just cries himself to sleep to oh, the sound of Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. This oh, poor no. kid. Uh, it's true. Yeah. 
That is hilarious. Oh, I was, wish I was there. Oh, it was so much fun. That's all I was thinking, too. I'm like, I wish Nick and Nico were here. I really <laughs> did think that during the whole thing, because I'd be like, we would be having so much fun. <laughs> and I mean, his setups were bad. His timing was bad. I just felt bad for the kid. Yeah. And, and you amazing. knew you knew that, you know, what his end goal was like, you knew that, you know, the 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 decks were were stacked like he had no like I remember listening to Penn and tell or tell or Penn anyway on on a lot of radio interviews. He's like, you always have to have an out. If something doesn't go right, you have to have a plan B in every trick that you do. Mm. This guy didn't. There was no plan B. If if the right card didn't get picked, he had no way Sorry, out. Sorry, I got the wrong card. Yeah. It, what, it, there was that no bump. way out. There was no way out. Oh, man. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> okay, not that one. Not yeah, that not one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. Pick the ace of spades, please. <laughs> No, it was the King of Hearts. And you could see on his website that the King of Hearts was going to be the one that, you know, that was the big reveal. I was like, right. well, I saw your website. It's the King of Hearts. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> why magic. That's why magic is so tough, though. It is. Because unlike, you know, comedy, for example, if a joke doesn't work. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And it's bad seeing a bad stand up. I've seen a bunch of bad stand ups yeah. in my life and it's uncomfortable. But at least you can play it off as, oh, I see what he was going for, and it just didn't work. Right. You understand, like, okay, there is a good joke, a bad joke, and something in between. Yep. Same with music. Like, if you're, like, a little flat or a little sharp when you're singing a song, whatever. Like, you can sort of feel your way through it. Magic, it's either a trick that works or a trick that doesn't work. Yeah. And if the trick doesn't work, then what I just did for the last five minutes was a total waste of time. Yep. I told there's nothing you can get out of it. Just like knocking over your podium with your own right. string. <laughs> yes. The build up to the trick is utterly pointless if the trick doesn't work. Uh, so it's really the worst. And but you know what, I've done that before, too. 100%. There's also like a lot of like you can have a lot of respect for a bad comedian because at least they have the courage to get up there. Right. But like you don't respect a good magician. No, no. No. no, let alone and, a bad magician. Yes, the, the the best you can do is not not respect them. You know, like it's you're never gonna be like, you're never gonna be mystified. You're never gonna be like this man is speaking to me yeah. on a deeply human level. Here, here's the other thing that I considered for this show. He does zoom magic. Oh, goodness oh, gracious! He does zoom magic, and I'm like, oh. I, I'm so tempted to book him <laughs> and pay whatever it takes. We're on a highly popular uh, internet podcast. <laughs> I heard you What's can do way? magic. Do you do gypsy magic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it was so fun. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I absolutely. I got to get the magic kits out. I got to learn some more magic tricks again. Gotta get back into it. Yeah, my first love. I had the old cup. Of nice bonus content for the YouTube channel, Nico. There you go. A magic. <laughs> yeah, I had the old cup and balls set as a kid. That's all I had for magic. Sure, you know, I had several cups and several balls. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> um, had that. Had the had the fake thumb. The thumb. Tip. Oh yeah. The thumb tip was always funny because it was the most obvious fucking trick. Yeah. Um, 
had everything. Had all the all the trick decks, all the stack decks, yeah. card forces, um, mark decks. And a Chris Angel Mark deck, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I, oh and I would and I would just perform tricks for whoever would be there to watch me. No. I, I for my family, I'd get my family together and just put on magic shows. I, I would do this. In fact, as a kid, I remember putting on a big fucking show, inviting all my relatives over. I must have been like eight or nine. And I put up a sign. I photoshopped a sign that said, Nico DiCorio, mind freak. <laughs> I'm not kidding oh, you. Oh, mind freak. Uh, I'm not kidding you. You're going to fucking get me into a car accident. You got to warn me when you do that. Oh, uh, well, you had the freak part of it right. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. I performed fucking tricks and half of them oh. didn't work. Half of them didn't work. Oh, my God. <laughs> It is a good thing I didn't know you as kids because I would have picked on both of you. It, it is a great thing I did not know <laughs> you as a child. And you'd be in prison, Rob. And you'd be in prison. <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry. There were plenty of other police that did your job for you. Don't worry. <laughs> I did more than a uh, good enough job on that. Oh, fuck. That is fun. Uh, <laughs> All right, bracket. Yeah, yeah? this is uh, this is what I love about our show. Like, there are months that we go by with nothing to talk about. We 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 skate through how many shows, and then when we finally do have a bit to do, like the bracket, we oh. have forty five minutes a show to do right beforehand. Exactly. <laughs> right. Precisely. Hey, I mean, look, you if you if you want, there. we can we can hold off on the bracket until until I'm on a better mic. If no. you want. No, no. Let's get, get to this fucking bracket. Let's get through. Let's get through at least. <laughs> let's do one fucking quadrant. Quadrant today. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. All right. 1960s is right. today's quadrant. 1960s is our shows that debuted in the 1960s. We're gonna start with our play-in game. By the way, I think this is the first time in the actual March Madness tournament that a play-in team has reached the final four. Wow. Wow. I could be wrong about this. Check my math on this. Uh, somebody that knows more about college basketball than I do. But I think UCLA is the first first four team to reach the final four. Wow. So there you go. Uh, all right. Eight and nine. You have the eight seed supermarket sweep against the nine seed sale of the century. Mm, sale of the century. So fucking bad. Oh. <laughs> God, the worst. Uh, we talked about this last week. The worst bonus round ever. You well, get not much of a bonus round. Yeah. You get to the bonus round, and the question is: Do you want to risk the money you've earned so far in however X amount of days that you've been here, or do you want to come back and try again tomorrow? And if the answer is you want to come back and try again tomorrow, it's like, all right, that's it, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> No payoff whatsoever. The worst fucking show. This was a show that was remade in the 2000s uh, under the name Temptation. And there have okay. been other variations of this. Essentially, you are competing in trivia uh, rounds with points accumulating. And at a certain point throughout the game, you can forfeit some of your points, pay some of your imaginary dollars for prizes that they offer you, at a ridiculous discount. That's why it was called the sale of the century. Right. So they would give you a trip to Hawaii 
for $100. And that sounds great, but that $100 is going to maybe put you in second place and it's going to make your task of winning the game that much harder. And then the end game was just sort of like a a, a larger version of that. It was yeah. like with cars and with, you know, more expensive prizes. Um, and, and, and the the sound effects for this show were so bad. Like um I I think they stole the the 60 second clock from uh uh $25,000 pyramid. They did? I think so. I'm I'm looking for the the 60 second like fast money rounds they did and I can't Oh, here it is. Ford of shooting at a target with a bow and arrow. Rip. No, they didn't. Sorry, my bad. There there was a lot of like repurposing of theme music though, because I remember like the Blockbusters theme was like exactly the same as like Card Sharks at one point. Oh, like that would happen a lot with like like certain versions they would reuse themes from less popular game shows. And here's the thing about this show too was that you get towards the end of the show, and like I'm watching this bonus round right now. The score is fifteen. To 50 to 70. <laughs> There's no, you know who's going to win. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was always a little anticlimactic. Yeah. The, the last place person has 15 points. The first place person has 70. There's no way a poor Rick here in the middle who has $15 is going to go to the bonus round. He's fucked. He's yeah. fucked. All he can do is be a spoiler. Mm-hmm. I did love the host. I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. Jim Perry was the original host of that. Yeah. One of my favorite Card Sharks hosts. So they had a good host. It was like, I, I think a good idea, but to me, he I'm was not pretty, sure the exit. To he what? was pretty bland to me. Okay. He was pretty bland. I'm not sure I, like, I really get the pitch. Like what's different about this than like really any other show? It doesn't sound that unique. The only thing that made it unique is that you could buy trips to Hawaii for $11. Right, eleven dollars that you earn. Yeah, but like in, in, in the game, the, mon- the, mo- the money's all bullshit at the end of the day, right? Right. Like it's just it's in-game currency. I know, I know, it turns into real money at the end. I assume, right? But- right. Well, there, the, what the idea is: how badly do you want to win this game, and how right. confident are you in your ability to win the game, or will you take the temptation halfway through? Yeah. It's kind of like when they offer uh, like food rewards to people on Survivor when they they drop down from like a pole. You know, they're in like an endurance competition. Right. Probes comes out with a brownie. Yeah. Same sort of thing. So, so that's that one. And then you have a uh, supermarket sweep, which was another shopping related. It game was, show. but at least there was something fun about supermarket sweep. So I did not realize that there was a version in 1965. That's when it yeah. initially came out. It was then brought back in the late 80s, early 90s on the Lifetime Network. Yes. The and Lifetime Network. That, that's the most famous version sweet. of the show. Yep. Uh, th- this is the show that was uh, insanely popular on Netflix about a year ago. Yeah. The whole library hit Netflix and it became like this big, big binge phenomenon. But what I found so funny about that version of the show is it was just purely sexist. It was. It was just like, what do housewives want a game show about? I <laughs> yeah. know supermarkets. Supermarkets. So like- they would like have housewives on the show and they would compete, uh, you know, answering word puzzles about the names of oatmeal. What was the tagline? I'm getting it to the end here, but I, I have to know. Like, if you hear the beep, it's supermarket, supermarket sweet. sweet. What was it? I gotta hear. I gotta hear him say it. <laughs> Now remember, the next time you're at one of these checkout counters and you hear the beep, 
Think of the fun you could have on Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> Think of the fun you could have on Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy was the most irritating human yeah. being. The thing I love about that show is like, you watch that show, and then when you go to the supermarket, suddenly you're like fucking running around with your car. You're like, you're in it, you know? I mean, <laughs> like, I love these shows that can turn a mundane task into something exciting. I yes. remember Supermarket Sweep as a kid differently than when I go back and watch it. Because I just thought people, like, took their arm, put it on the shelf, and just run alongside with the <laughs> cart and emptied the shelf into the cart. That's how I remembered Supermarket Sweep. And then when yeah. I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, they're only grabbing five of each? What the fuck? You might be getting it confused with Shop Till You Drop, which oh. was another show just like this. Okay. Where they had to just Holy run shit, around. It did not right, make I the am. bracket. I was thinking the same fucking thing, Rob. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shop to you Shop drop was just fill as much in the car as you possibly can. Right? Was it Nickelodeon? Uh, I think it was. I think I, there were reruns of it on it, like Nick at Night or something. Okay. Might have been. Might have been. But Shop Years to you ago. drop was was similar. It but, but like that show essentially you had to put stuff in your cart. That you thought was of a certain value. It was kind of like a Price is Right style thing. I see. Where, yeah. yeah. I just, this, this like one, I said, I just remember people putting out their arms and just filling up their cart as they run, awesome. down the, run down the fucking aisle. But the but whole the it, whole thing about the show was it was testing your ability to navigate a supermarket. Right. A very small supermarket. That was the whole challenge. Do <laughs> you know where this thing would be in our imaginary supermarket? In our four aisle supermarket. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time you hear the beep, just think of the fun you'll have on Supermarket Sweep. Now, that <laughs> man, uh, whose name I should actually pull up here in the uh, in the encyclopedia of TV game shows, uh, David Rup- Rupreck. Okay. The most annoying game show host of all time. So I'm going to have to dock the show a little bit for that. Yeah. But uh, I think this one has like a, a better hook. So I, I would vote for Supermarket oh, Sweep. Oh, I give to it to Supermarket through. Sweep in a, in a landslide. Yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. Sale of the Century was garbage. Yes. I, Sale of the Century, when I would, was over at my grandma's house, <laughs> Sale of the Century was on before Pressure Luck, and I would almost cry <laughs> because Supermarket Sweep <laughs> was on at 2, and <laughs> Pressure Luck was on at 2.30. So I yeah. made sure we always had to stay till 3 o'clock so that I could watch Pressure Luck. Right. Ah, oh, hated supermarket or uh, sale of the century. <laughs> sale of the century. Ah, awful. Uh, anyway. That being said, supermarket sweep will be uh, vanquished by Jeopardy, the one seed this round. Uh, and I don't really feel like talking about it that much. We'll talk about it later yeah. on. But uh, I'm giving no. it to supermarket sweep over Jeopardy. By the way. Well, you can you can do Me that. Me too. All you honestly. Want. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yep. What? Yeah. Jeopardy's boring. What the fuck? Stop. Nick, don't start with me. Nick, <laughs> Nick, pull your ass over right now. Do not start. Do not start. I know what he's doing. He's mad. He's a little butthurt about last week because we did take some shots at him. Let it be known, though, that Rob took the shots first. <laughs> and understand that, Rob, if you don't back me up now against Nick's treachery, uh. he's not going to back you up next time. <laughs> uh. 
So let's all just stop with the games right now. Let's show our hands already. Let's put all our guns on the table and let's get back to the normal business of this bracket by putting Jeopardy through. What are we talking about here? Jeopardy's boring. Okay, so what supermarket f- sweep? Supermarket sweep, man? Supermarket sweep. All right, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Time out. Time out. All right. Time out here. Was Rob, if you want pressure luck to make it through the next round, you better back me up on this. You better back me up on this. This is the beauty of it. Pressure luck made it past fucking what was the gong show? Fucking don't give a fuck. It's not going to happen. You're not going to let this happen. I have there is no television show I have spent more time watching in my life than Jeopardy. There's not a single show. It is, it is, in my opinion, the fifth sport, the fifth American sport. <laughs> it is uh, something that I've cherished my whole life, and I still watch it almost daily. Mm. And it brings me great joy. And it's it's got to get through. But that's your opinion. It is definitely my opinion. And but our opinion also, is that Supermarket Sweep's more exciting. And my opinion is I'm going to fucking drive over there <laughs> and kick your goddamn ass if you don't go with me on this. <laughs> And you have allowed, you've allowed Nick to draw a wedge through this podcast. And I understand that. I understand Nick's motivation here. Oh, welcome to the last bracket we're ever going to have to do on this fucking show. This is not going to happen. I have absolutely no ulterior motives. I'm honest and true. You are not. You are not. You're not. Uh. I'm You're not honest. so happy that we don't ever have to do a bracket again after this. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I making the bargain with? Oh. I will. I will. I will make a uh, a uh, a Jeffersons esque bargain here. Whoa! For whoever flips with me and lets me put Jeopardy through to the next round. I think Nick and I are on a on a unified front here. Rob, when Nick wants to fuck with you next, which he will, just know that I will not stand with you. This is not going to happen, guys. This is the best game show of all time. This should be the winner of the whole thing. This is number Jeopardy one. Jeopardy should not win. This is number one. This dude. is not the winner. I'll it's tell you American what, Je- I, think, I think Jeopardy would have some good legs to stand on against some of the other shows in this bracket, but it just so happens that Supermarket Sweep is a really Supermarket strong Supermarket Sweep blows, dude. It's a show about grocery shopping. What are we talking about? You know what? I like hosts that are alive. I'm like Trump. I like, I like war veterans that don't get captured, and I like hosts that are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> Trump, Trump said that he didn't like McCain because he was captured. I know what, I know what Trump said, <laughs> and I know what you just said, but I can't believe you said it. I'm very offended by this. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm about to call in a favor and uh, get someone to drive Nick's car off the road. Last bracket ever. Thank this God. is not guys. What are we doing here? Stop. That's bracket ever. What's the Fucking next match? Stop. We're dude. not. We're not talking about supermarket sweep and Jeopardy right now. We haven't decided anything. Let's go on to the next. The next competition. We have others to discuss. Hollywood Squares at number four against Let's Make a Deal at number five. Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. 
can't believe you guys. <laughs> no decisions have been made. Cannot believe you guys. What's happening here? What's happening on this podcast? Uh, this is a tough one for me. I let's make it's a, a tough deal. one for me too. Let's make a deal. Is so quirky and the zonks. The zonks are great. Hollywood Squares though is classic. Let's make a deal. Is all about spectacle. Yeah, there's no real game. Well, so is Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares is about There's the spectacle of celebrity. Yes. I mean, all game shows are about spectacle to a right. certain point. Okay, sure. But, you know, if we're talking about this in terms of the best game, the best show, and the best game show, like, Hollywood Squares has more of a game than Let's Make a Deal does. Let's Make a Deal is all show, no game. Uh, but, let's make... Me. Go ahead, Nick. I mean, I, I've, I've only seen I've only seen a little bit of these shows each, but like to me, Hollywood Squares feels like a product of its time. Like when you pull out an old board game from your grandma's house that's like covered in dust, and like the cards are all like thick cardboard and bent, and they're like shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels like something from like the sixties, very distinctly. And I don't know if it holds up as well. Well, it's not on anymore. Yeah. And Let's Make a Deal still is on, so I guess that's something. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the idea of like Monty Hall with a giant microphone offering money out of his pocket to people, that is like pretty dated. Even though Wayne Brady has kind of brought it to the, the new age. And, and we got the Monty Hall paradox when it comes down to the math the math genius bullshit. I don't still don't understand it. You don't understand it? I don't get it. Like I don't understand how you make a a selection and then they give give you one it, like okay here's your selection one Nick, two do or you three. know the do you know the monty python, uh, monty python? I, mean, I know exactly, yeah you, monty basically Paul you have like you have three options you pick one and then they'll let you switch to a different one you always switch right yes R- right you better off switching after after they show because, you a wrong answer right because you because then they're essentially revealing their you have a 33% chance of getting it right on your first pick whereas you have a 50% chance of getting it right in your second pick but it turns out to be higher than 50% chance in this if you change your pick it's actually two thirds or well yeah yes, it's, right. yeah yeah, yeah. It's because a, they've it, eliminated one of those options right. it's, it's it's only <laughs> th- this paradox only works if the host the person that's revealing the boxes knows where the prize is right it only if if the right. host does not know ahead of time, then it would not work. But the idea is that essentially, if you select one out of three boxes, there is a two out of three chance that it's in the other one of the, in one of the other boxes. And by eliminating one of those other boxes, you are it's essentially revealing to you which of those other two boxes it would be in. Does that make sense? Right. So unless you got it, yeah, unless you got it right on your first chance, that's the only right. way that you'd be wrong. That's 33% right. by switching. Yep. So, so it essentially, yeah, forget I've, about I've whether or not that. they've revealed it to you. It's like, what do you want the one box that you selected or the two boxes you didn't select? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fascinating read. Like, there is a long Wikipedia article. I suggest everybody go read it because it is really fascinating. Mythbusters even did an episode on it. And what did they find? Uh, that, the- that's one of those, like, quirky quirky little math nerd things that, like, really excites me. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm into it, you know? Mm. Uh, no, the Mythbusters proved that it, you know, 
is you know what we describe that math exists it proves that math that exists yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know if monty hall ever did that specific thing on the show though what do you mean they did that all the time i don't think so Sure they did. Not no, no the end game wasn't like that. Not the end game, but it was always like, okay, you can have choice 1, 2 or 3 and the player goes, "Well, I want number 2." Okay, let's see what's behind number 1 then. Right, but they never give you an option to switch that. Sure they did. No, all the they time. didn't. All the it time. was all that they had two contestants and they would each pick doors and they would reveal them lowest to highest. But it was there was never an option to switch. Not in the end game with the one. Not two, three. no, not in the door, end game. But that's what the that's what the paradox implies. Door number one, door number two, door number three. Well, they okay. were never given an option to switch. I respectfully disagree, but okay, I'm not going to argue it because I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I my By the way, I, I I'm leaning on let's make a deal. I was also about to say the same thing. I'm leaning towards let's make a deal. Although I do love Hollywood Squares. Paul Lind. Oh, my God. The man overboard. Paul Oh, Lind, we got to play that. I got to find that real quick. <laughs> and actually, the Tom Bergeron Whoopi Goldberg Hollywood Squares is really good, too. Good. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's another great quick clip. The um, the Gilbert Gottfried, you fool. Oh, my God. Penn and Teller, you fool. Yes. <laughs> that's a long one, but at least this one's short. When a man falls out of your boat and into the water, you should yell, man overboard. Now, what should you yell if a woman falls overboard? Full speed ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back now, so gay. The man's so gay. Oh, Paul Lynn, you don't say. <laughs> but back in the day, everybody was like, well, Paul, when are you going to settle down with a lady friend? <laughs> why, why aren't you married yet? <laughs> I have a bias towards comedy game shows like this. That's why I liked Match oh, Game so much. Yeah, this is fucking great. I love the joke answers, and I like the game. The game was like good enough. You know, it, it was agree or disagree. Tic-tac-toe. Right, tic tac toe. Except the celebrities got to answer, and all the contestants did was agree or disagree. Yeah. Circle gets the square. Yep. Ah, uh, this is so hard for me. My vote would be Hollywood Squares. Uh, that that's where I I don't feel like too strongly one way or the other. I think both are really good. Both are classics. Um. But that like I, I like the comedy. I element hate of when Hollywood I'm the Squares. decision maker yeah. on these. I like it better when we agree. <laughs> Well, there's not a whole lot of that today. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm gonna stick with let's I, make I it. I don't, I don't feel so, I don't feel so strongly either, either way. So, but again, I, I think I have a little more familiarity with let's make a deal. I think I have more fun when I watch let's make a deal. So that's what, okay. that's how I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna have more fun watching let's make a deal. Not a big fan of the costumes on let's make. No, a deal, I'm that's not always either. pretty those stupid. Are, those are kind of douchey, but yeah. All right, Hollywood Square is a big contender. Goes out yeah. first round. Next up, we got the three seed Password against the six seed The Newlywed Game. Another Chuck Barris production. The password is Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> it's not the password today, bitch. <laughs> the password is wrong. This one's easy for me. I love Password. No problem. <clears throat> love Nick? Password. I'm going. I'm voting Chuck Barris always. What's it up against? I didn't even hear the the opponent. The Newlywed Game. Oh, it's up against the Newlywed Game. 
I think both like two pretty important formats. Yeah. That spawned a lot of imitators. Yeah. Newlywood Games spawned Tattletales and Three's a Crowd uh, and other shows where it's like your partner answers the question and you have to properly guess their answer. Yeah. Um, it was a good format. The uh, the in the butt Bob moment is an iconic uh, television moment. <laughs> Remember in the butt Bob? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, Bob Eubanks, the host of that show, and it was just hysterical. Mm. Um. And Password is, I think, like the most simple game. That's the one that I always play on like family game me. nights the most. Yeah. Password. The password is. <laughs> Girls, tell me where specifically is the weirdest place that you personally, girls, have ever gotten the urge to make whoopee? Um. <laughs> In the Oh, that poor woman. She had no idea. Clearly, I, clearly did not get the question. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, I, I, I have a lot of respect for... <laughs> 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 In the ear canal? <laughs> Belly button. <laughs> I I have a lot of respect for I an old show that. That, that that gets around the word fuck. Yeah. You know, like I just like the word whoopee. whoopee. Big fan of the word whoopee. Not a big not fan of Whoopi Goldberg, but yes, yeah. not always the person <laughs> oh, whoopee, but the name. Oh, you're whoopee. Nebraska showing. <laughs> <laughs> A great center square. Okay, who no Paul Lynn, but a great. Well, I, I did. Rob did. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what I thought. <laughs> you are traumatized from last week. I love it. I love that we're fucking you up on this show. <laughs> we're all a little fucked up. I think this show is, is coming apart at the seams in front of your very eyes. Oh, everybody. yeah. Yep. <laughs> we may never talk again after this podcast. <laughs> The password is my vote is for password. What password are we are we considering though? The original password, super password. It doesn't password matter. Plus? They were all great, and they were all different. They were all a little different, but they were all pretty much the same. I, I think it's very important that Chuck Ferris gets some representation on this on this board here. And I he, think it's very important. How is he connected to password or newlywed game? He created the newlywed game. Newlywed oh, game. Okay. He created it. I, I, you know what? I would give. It, I, I. I. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are going to talk about another Chuck Barris show in the next matchup, though. Oh, what's the next matchup? The dating game is coming up next. Oh, I would. Yeah. I. Yeah. If I have to pick between the two, like winners, it has to be Newlywed Game because I hated the dating game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, really, it should be the Gong Show, but no, it shouldn't. But you know, I, I, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're, we're over that. I'm over that. Nick, I'll give you the Gong I'm Show if you give me Jeopardy. I'll give you the Gong Ooh, Show right you're now. You're going back to retroactively. I'll give it to you. Alter the bracket. I'll give it to you. Oh, I'll give you two rounds of the Gong Show. That's cheating. That's cheating. 
Oh, I made him an offer. He can't refuse, though. You hear that? He's thinking about it. The gears are turning. The gears of his car and his mind are turning. Here's the thing about Password. Great show. Great game. Love playing it at home. Yeah. Kind of a worse pyramid, though, right? It really was. It really was. And that's no offense. They're both iconic. But, yeah. I mean, Pyramid, I think, perfected that that clue and answer format. Yeah. So I'll go I'll go with the two. Okay, let's go Newlywed Game. Let's go with the upset here. Why not? I'll give it to Newlywed Game. I will. Let's have some fun. Yeah. All right. Newlywed Game. On to the next round. Wow, that's a big one. Password's gone. That's Password crazy. Password is gone. That's a big Alan one. Ludden is out of the bracket. But like, like, like you said, though, I, oh, that's the other thing. Like, it's not that unique. I mean, it, maybe it's unique for the 60s, but Pyramid is... Obviously, the better format. For it, it sure. It came out so, first. It I'm came not out that first. Yeah. yeah. All right. And last but not least, number two seed, the match game versus number seven, the dating game. I hate the dating game. Which serial killer was on the dating game, by the way? I believe it was uh, Ted Bundy. I could be wrong, though. I'm looking it up. Uh, Rodney. Alcia, Al Al Salala. Ted Bundy was not on the dating game. Nope. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Uh, I I do remember when I, um, I believe it was Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Pol Pot. Pol Pot was. Andy Kaufman was on the dating game though. Remember Ted that? Ted Bundy was on the dating game. All right, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That, you tell oh. me there were two serial killers on the dating game? N- n- no. Who? Hold on. Rodney James Asella. Is that Ted Bundy? I don't know. You guys talk. I got to research. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I, I have no idea. Rodney Asala. Is not Ted Asala. Bundy. There we go. He was on the dating game and was was. Yeah, it was Rodney Asala. Ted Bundy was not on the dating game. He's sometimes called the dating game killer because of his 1978 appearance on the television show The Dating Game in the mid in the midst of his murder spree. That's crazy. oh my god! In the midst of it, yes. Holy it wasn't like shit. before he was, and he. Oh my god! Look at him on this show. They actually chose him. The girl chose him. Yeah. He won the dating game. He won the dating game. That's horrifying. Yeah. That that is horrifying. And he looks like fairly normal and charming in that picture. He was introduced as a a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling or fucking killing bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, holy shit. Wow. That's nuts. Um, So reminds me of the match game. This is like matching. This is just matching, right? This is just a normal matching game. Uh, No, not normal at all. Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Riley, Richard Dawson, Fanny Flagg. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A man was zipping up his pants. A man was zipping up his pants and he got his blank caught in the zipper. (laughs) 
fill dumb in the blank. Dora was so dumb. How dumb was she? <laughs> what? These were the types of questions on the match game. So as oh, wow, apparently I do not understand the match game. At, okay, let's find some match game uh, question samples. So Gene Rayburn was the host, and it was basically a comedy show. Um, and they, you know, they, you would have six celebrity panelists, and you would be asked sort of a bizarre comedy question like that. And all six of the panelists would write down an answer to the question. Oops, sorry. And um, and then you would have to give your own answer, and the amount of celebrities that you matched equaled one point. Yep. So here's some questions. Well, Sam was 80 years old. He still liked to blank. (laughs) (laughs) Some of John's closest friends don't know that he's blank. (laughs) You like your answer, eh? Mary never told anyone her blanks were fake. That's, that's the type of questions they had on on match game. And oh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, it was a fun fucking game. Uh, Put it the, through, the man. Put good. it through. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just people think of it as a 70s game show. Um, but there was a version around in the 60s that wasn't a comedy show. They yeah. played it just straight as a yeah. matching game. And then in the 70s, they reinvented it as just a strict comedy show. Like there was just so much downtime with like the comedians just shooting the shit. Yeah. You know, and the I, game was very secondary. And I love these types of games where there is no like definitive answer. Like the answer is made up during the game. Yes. You know, it, that's really unique. Like, you could get a wildly different answers from different people, mm-hmm. and it was so much fun. Well, I, I like that because I like that because I feel like so many game shows are just like some form of trivia, and to be honest, that gets old. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, definitely yeah. match game. Yeah. Here. So that, uh, yeah, match game. I think we're going to be talking about for a little while because that's yeah. another show that's very near and dear yeah. to my heart. Yeah, just amazing. Iconic television, yeah. like the best of the best. Like, and also like so important to like really like busted down a lot of barriers in the 70s and like really pushed the line of like what you could air on television and what you couldn't. Yeah. And like Charles Nelson Riley and Brett Summers, just icons. Beautiful people together. F- fucking icons, yeah. those two. <laughs> Nick, watch the match game. Yeah, you'll love next week. old match game, Nick. Yeah, you'll get into a it, click hole with it that. It holds up so well. It does. It's still it funny. Fun. It's still funny. And it's amazing because now Alec Baldwin hosts the new one. Terrible. And it's it's not great. I, <laughs> we had a guidance counselor that was on that show. It was a contestant oh, on that really? show. One of our old high school guidance counselors. I mean, here's the thing you're making me realize. like The match game is just Cards Against Humanity. Like That's what it's based off of. Cards Against Humanity is based off yeah, the match game. I would, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's great. Uh oh, I like it. Oh, I thought. But you, but anyway, you watch those new Alec Baldwin ones, and they have like you know new like Sarah Silverman or whatever will be on that show, and like they'll get really edgy and really risque because they can now, and it's not as funny. No, it's not as funny as when they had to sort of like filter themselves and get around it, and when they were like being very transgressive. No, and and also the the chemistry's just not there. That's true. There's too. just no chemistry. Hmm. It's awful. Yeah. Yep. Match game wins. Match game is through 
single-handedly uh yeah. The, the, yeah or whatever the easiest uh, matchup i think so far yeah what are we doing about jeopardy guys i don't know <laughs> what's it gonna take what's your best argument for supermarket sweep over jeopardy what's your best argument I don't know. It'll hurt your feelings. <laughs> All right. Really uh, you, the f- uh, I can what? make a deal. Let's do it. Let's make a deal, Nick. I can make a deal. I'll be Call generous. Call me Monty. Yeah. I'll be generous. All right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, it's it, it's it. I'll be nice, but I'll I'll be I'll be I'll be sour than sweet. Let's say, okay. <laughs> um, I'll take one round, not two, just one round for Chuck Barris's beloved, The Gong Show. All right. Uh huh. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the sanctity too much. Okay. You've already if, if ruined the sanctity. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're gonna put all... it through round one like it rightfully should have been, like it rightfully okay. deserved. We'll yeah. have a serious conversation about it for round two. I'm not gonna force two rounds out of it, but uh, yeah. I also want, and this might be a lot harder for you, Nico. I don't even know if you're gonna take this deal. Mm. I want a public apology. Statement? What is this going on on our show? I want I want a blog post on the website. <laughs> what? You want you want him to apologize for the funniest thing that happened on our show ever? Is that, that what I'm right? <laughs> well, now Rob, if I were to take this deal, the Gong Show would be beating Pyramid in the first round. Oh, that is unacceptable. Right. So if you want, we can avoid all of this and you just give me Jeopardy now and we call it. Unacceptable. Okay. I'll give you Jeopardy, but you still have to make the apology. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I like that. Yeah. So either you you make the apology or Jeopardy gets kicked out in round one. What am I apologizing for? I have no idea, but I just love the idea of it. <laughs> what I, I need to yeah, give me some specific guidelines you for this apology. Even have to add. Yeah, you, you should, shouldn't even have to ask. You add. should know. You should know. How many words does it have to be? Five hundred. Five hundred <laughs> words. How many adjectives for I'm sorry do you think there are? All right, two hundred and fifty. Three hundred. <laughs> What's happening? 300, and I'll give you Jeopardy. 300 words? <laughs> Break into Nick on the website? Publicly apologizing for how we completely humiliated him on podcast? Yes. All right. Deal. <laughs> Deal. 
fine. What's going on with our bracket? Welcome to the last bracket, people. Welcome to the last bracket. <laughs> oh, oh my god. All right, to recap, Jeopardy, let's make a deal. The newlywed game and match game are all through Yay. to the sweet 16. Cool. Wow. Amazing. All right. So much that's, fun. That's that's <laughs> something else, man. That is something else. Oh. What a good right, and, uh, productive day. <laughs> yeah, let's Nico, let's have that apology up by the time we next record this show for the twofer over the weekend. Yeah. Oh boy. So I have like two days to write this? Yeah. Okay. Nick, I wish I could say I was happy to see you, but I would be lying. <laughs> I would be lying through my fucking teeth. Oh, you should have stayed in Ohio. Uh, Jesus what Christ. What is going on here? <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's been nice knowing you. We had a good yeah, run. We did. 274 episodes. Yep. But this is the final episode of Two Cents Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. <laughs> uh, TwoCentsRadio.com is our website. How can people get a hold of us? I like people talking to us. I like when our fans reach out to us. Do that on the Discord. You can find the link in the description for this very podcast. Join it. Talk. We love hearing from you. I'm uh, also Rob RFF on Twitter. I love getting tweets. The tweets are fun. And Unless Nick they're from Michael Jackson truthers. Oh, yeah. God. That was too much. That's when I almost quit Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch everybody back soon. 